What is up, TPN? It is I, Adam, back with you. This is an ad hoc, last minute, let's jam it together podcast with Charlie Venema from Checked and Set, the founder. For those of you who don't know him, you need to get to know him. If you don't know his company, Checked and Set, you need to get to know that as well because it's going to help you get places that I had to do it manually. And that was a real pain in my butt. I would have uh, easily paid for the service of having somebody look over my application resume aside from my now wife and friends who had no idea what they were looking at. So that's what we're here to talk about in a manner of speaking. Charlie had a really nice post on TPN because he's seeing some things that are flagging his confidence in what we're trying to do as pilots to go get jobs outside of our current ones. So Charlie, hello. Welcome to the first ever podcast you're doing with us, which is surprising. We've talked about it for like a year and a half and just haven't made it work. Thanks yeah. for joining me tonight. And on video too, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. This is the best part. They get to see our smiling faces, but they can ignore our annoying voices or vice versa, whatever you want to, however you want to put it when, when the YouTube crowd uh, watches. Right so hey, why don't you tell the folks out there about the post you wrote on TPN and why that was the impetus to get this out as fast as we could. So thank you. <clears throat> One of the things that, you know, we do application reviews and resume reviews, as you mentioned. And one of the things that we're beginning to see a little bit more of, which was the impetus for my post, is guys are reaching out to us after they have an interview scheduled, asking us to do the application review. I had an email today. And the guy's like, hey, I got an interview coming up with a major airline. Can you take a look at my resume or my, uh, my application? And after you get the interview, that's the wrong time to engage. Yeah. So we want to work with guys before they get to the interview. I mean, shit hot. They made it to the interview, and that's awesome. But what happens typically, and United and Delta in particular, when you are selected to begin the interview process, the airline takes a snapshot of your app. And then what they do is when you come to the interview, they'll compare what your application looks like on interview day against what it looked like on the day you were invited for the interview. And they'll look to see what's different. And there's actually software that runs and says, hey, these things are flagged, that these things are different. A lot of stuff, Adam's normal. Flight time changing, normal. You had a job change, you went from active duty to the reserves, normal. You had a, a job change, you went from regional airline A to a LLC, normal. You moved normal. What the things that are really in a flag, you know, hey, I had a 4.0 from Harvard when I applied, and now I got a 1.2 from Sister Mary's Catholic School of Barbers um, and other bits like that, right? So there, you know, I didn't have any moving violations. Now I have seven. Didn't have any check ride failures. And now I have three. And those kinds of things are flags for the airline when you get to the interview. United literally hands the applicant a red pen. And says, hey, make on, make on paper all the changes that you made since you were invited for the interview. And it's kind of poor form to roll into an interview or slide your document across the table and it's filled with red ink. So we want to catch guys before they get the call for the interview so that we can make sure that everything's polished. Because our, our objective with our clients is when you get to the interview, man, the best compliment any of our guys can get is the application team or the interview team looks at the document and says, your document looks great. Let's talk about it. Perfect. I would think that, I, you know, I hate to call it common sense, but to me, that's kind of common sense. But we, you don't know before you 
know, especially for those like me who are straight military dudes before I ever made the move to airline. I mean, with a brief period of doing some civilian work, it, you don't know. Yeah. You, Oh, you think, and you don't really know if they're looking at the application uh, in detail before when they score it. And that big, those big changes, that's going to cause a rift or a problem that I, so I can see, I can see where these guys are making mistakes and these gals are, I, I highly actually doubt any women are making these mistakes. They more detail oriented, uh, especially uh, most of the female aviators that I know. With that said, all the folks out there who are making these mistakes, this is, I couldn't agree more. This is a big one. I mean, it's something right. I used to talk about in counseling all the time with uh, the interview counseling stuff too. Right. Well, and one of the, I, I think, the mindset needs to be if I push publish, I'm expecting somebody to look at my document. Mm -hmm. And I think unfortunately people push publish and they figure I can tweak it later or I don't have enough time. No one's going to call me yet. Well, dude, if it's out there, this is a competitive market, right? 2020 is going to be big. (laughs) I didn't mean to sound Trump or anything, but it's going to be huge. (laughs) You know, Delta's talking about 1,340 pilots in 2020. American just got some back channel comm from there. They're looking at 1,500 in 2020. United's going to hire probably 1,000 dudes in 2020. FedEx, eh, on the fence right now until they figure out what their fleet plan's going to look like. Yeah. You know, they got a pool of about 200 dudes that are sitting around waiting for a class date here in maybe June. So FedEx is kind of a wild card player. And Southwest, I, I think, you, you know, you know better from TPNX and the briefing that you guys got there. But I think a lot of what's going on in terms of their hiring is predicated around the 737 MAX. Yep. And once that thing gets going again, Katie, bar the door, they're going to be going blazing. Yep. So it, 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 to put an app in and say, ah, no one's going to look, I think is, uh, if you do the math, somebody's going to look. So that's where we come in, right? And we want to make sure the gals are, are ready for the look. Yeah, and I think the flip side of that too is I I've heard from people in and out of the network that well, who cares? Because if they're hiring this many, I'm a warm breathing body, and if well, yeah, you are, you are, but you have to remember. And I remember having this discussion. I had this discussion with an F-15 C model pilot. He was. Uh, maybe a weapons school guy, maybe a weapons evaluator even. So he was pretty, he was pretty, uh, 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 Sierra hotel, like the dude knew his stuff, but he knew nothing about interview process and all this. And he's going into a Delta interview. And I remember talking to him about introductions and, you know, just like the basics. Like I, I I never, uh, I never ever went into details about an airline because I didn't know anything. I was like, I don't know what the interviewer is going to ask you. I said that I get paid a lot of money if I did know exactly what they're going to ask you. What I do know is how to communicate better with these folks. And I said, here's what you can do. Um, And one of the things that we discussed with this guy in particular was he had a entitlement attitude. Now this was very few and far between that I saw when, when mm-hmm. I was, when I was helping guys out, but this guy, like he was totally entitled. He felt like he was, he was, it was his job. And I said, that's great to feel like it's your job, but you should have the feeling like they're going to take it away from you. Not that they're going to just give it to you. Mm-hmm. I said it perspective shift. Uh, I hammered this guy for a good long time. And we, we, 
we got back on the phone and he had a totally different attitude and realized that it was his job to lose, not his job to be given to, if that makes sense. Well, and, and, and I, I take that one step further. Yeah. Totally buying what you're selling there in terms of, but I think guys approach it with it's their job to lose and which is not bad, but I'd ramp it up to the next level and it's say it's their job to earn. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Great way to put it. And it, you, and you got to earn it. Right. And so it's, it's super, we see it a lot um, when guys roll in with their documents and it's very skeletal and you can tell that no thought, no energy and no effort's been put into it versus when I work, work with a client and I can tell that they've spent 20, 30, 40 hours on their document. And, and you can tell just by looking at them. And I always tell them, Hey, listen, I want to start the call by complimenting you. Right. You've got a really nice document and I can tell you put a lot of time and energy and effort into this and it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, you're right. The further right we go on the timeline, I think the pilot hiring crisis is real. Um, we're already seeing it at the regional airlines. You know, my company doesn't specialize in getting guys to the regionals, but I'm sure you've heard it too. You know, if, if there, if you haven't been, if you have, if you're a qualified pilot and you've been out of the cockpit, doesn't matter how long. 10 years, 18 years, right? If you got enough flight time that can get you to a, a restricted ATP, they're all in. Yeah. But we're not there at United American Delta Southwest and FedEx yet. Yeah. Right. I, I would throw in even UPS Spirit and uh, oh, Allegiant and all. I mean, just, and the only reason I'm saying these other places is I, I think, excuse me, I think um, the a lot of folks that I've talked to now are starting to shift their focus just a hair. Instead of saying, I have to be at XYZ airline, that no longer is the case. It is, there's all these other options out there. Excuse right. me one sec. And I think what we're, whether it's domicile related, upgrade capability, schedule, blah, blah. Yeah, who knows? You know, whatever the reason is, everybody's got their own reasons. Best part about being a, airline pilot is there's uh as we say in uh at, at, in the place i work is you got fourteen thousand plus uh individuals got fourteen thousand different opinions on how to handle it which makes your opinion the best because there's a good chance that as you gain seniority you will be able to work exactly how you want in your career earn as much money as you want to however you want to work it which makes it even better when you start to broaden that scope and that spectrum what i think that people are misunderstanding or doubting or or not necessarily doubting but they're misunderstanding and maybe thinking that it doesn't apply to some of these other places no it still applies like i can say with certitude that we have had a guy uh who i know personally who did uh had all his ducks in a row and he went to frontier and he did not get hired so he had, he was, he's a military aviator. He was qualified. Right. Um, and my heart went out to him and I just don't know if he had prepared himself for certain aspects of the interview piece and just that getting over that nerves and, and whatever might've been something for him, others, you know, who knows what it can be. But when you look at that, people will be like, well, frontier is going to hire me. It's like, no, you time out again. Like you just said, Right. Um, this is my job to lose. I want you to have that confidence walking in. And I even want you to take it one step further in the humility. And this is how you earn the job is to think this is my job to earn. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you on, on all those points. And I think, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you because and I, a lot of people know what check and set is and they know how they can help you and all that kind of stuff. But what was the evolution of Charlie Venom, an airline pilot to founder check and set to where we are now. So I, cause there's a gap, there's a thing in there about where Charlie worked at for a while in his career and how it got to check and set. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm still a major airline pilot. I fly for one of the big three. Um, I'm a seven, five, six captain, but I did 14 years in the schoolhouse and I taught on the 737. I taught on the 757. I taught on the 787. Um, but I also did a stint in management. I was a senior manager of human factors for a year. Um, and then I got tapped on the shoulder to lead pilot hiring at my company. And I did that for three years. Um, I stood up the pilot hiring program. Um, and then the company went a different direction, decided that a pilot in charge of pilot hiring was not a necessity. Um, so I left and went back to doing what I love to do, which is teach and fly airplanes. But when I was in the office, I reviewed every app and we didn't even have some of the automation tools that are in play now. So wow. I literally, when it came time to do an app cycle, would look at 10 to 12,000 apps. Um, it would take me eight days to sift through the database um, and look at who was there and read their documents. And I was making decisions on who we were going to bring to an interview at our company. And I, I lost a lot of good guys who I assume were good guys because the app wasn't filled out completely. Yeah. It wasn't filled out correctly. Yeah. Or it just reeked of laziness. And so when I left the office, there was a, a period, there was a hiatus where I'm away from management for a while. Um, I got approval from my company to start my business. Um, and I get, I get reapproved every year to do that. And what I decided to do was I knew that there were good guys that were getting thrown out with the bathwater. So I wanted to make sure that, okay, how can we help a guy make sure that he's not self-eliminating, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what we do. Um, and it has been a, it's been a good run. We've, we've had a lot of success. Um, you know, I'll throw my glasses on. I just crunched the numbers from last year. Um, somewhere around here, I had that data last year. Our clients had 1,071 job offers, Wow, which was up from the year before we had 646 CJOs for our okay. clients. So it's, it, it's good. We're, we're doing good work. We're helping guys. Um, you know, our target companies are United, Delta, Southwest American, and FedEx. But we have a lot of clients that get hired at JetBlue and a lot of clients that get hired at UPS because we teach them how to think. Mm -hmm. but, how can you represent yourself on paper? And that's a universal process. Yeah. yeah. There's nuances to what goes here and what the format is and what somebody sees and, and that type of deal. But underlying, it's like you're talking about with interview stuff, right? Hey, I'm going to teach you the process of how to think. Well, we're teaching the people the process of how to represent themselves. Mm -hmm. And once you get that down, it, 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 it's a piece of cake. Yep. I could not agree with you more. And I wish uh, all, me included, um, I think that was one of the things that I didn't understand when I first started getting ready to go interview at places. And I'm talking before my my first airline interview my first even my first job interview that wasn't military even my first military 
uh, when I interviewed at my Air National Guard unit, I was thinking of how to maneuver the in during the questions. And I and I'll relay a little story. When I first got interviewed at the guard and I got hired, one of my big mistakes, or what was a mistake? I mean, obviously it worked out for me. I I worked there for I'm still employed, I guess you could say. Um, but when I first went in, the the board president said he didn't want to hire me because they sounded like a used car salesman. I knew the answer to his questions before they're coming out. Well, he threw out some basic questions that I had been around the military long enough and I'd been around the reserve and guard system and know how to navigate some of those. Right. With that stated, if I would have tried to pull the same magic as it were in an airline interview, I would have gotten the no because I was a liar or, or it wasn't genuine. Um, when in fact I was being genuine, I, I, I truly meant what I said. I just, sometimes I, I guess maybe I'm overzealous about what I'm talking about. So then fast forward to once I started interviewing at these companies, now I know how to temper that a little bit and still sound very enthusiastic. And I care because I'm excited about the opportunity that's laid in front of me but I'm doing it in a way that's actually genuine to me and not trying to answer the question that they're asking the way they want to hear it. But I'm, 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 and I know this is going to sound super basic and it, it should be for every human being on the planet. I'm answering the question period dot. I'm not answering the question they want to hear it. I'm not answering the question that I want the way I want to spin it. I'm just answering the question. When you break it down to the bare minimums like that, it is, it is as simple as that because that's basic communication. The problem is, is especially as we as pilots, we never do it. We, when we, we start off running checklists. That's what we do when we're, when we're first brought up in this community. And the next thing we know, 10 years go by, and that's all you've been doing is doing checklists and BSing in the cockpit. And then you all of a sudden have to be a professional again. You're like, wait a second, time out. That skill set was dropped off about eight years ago. I don't remember that one. Well, we... Uh one of the things that, that pilots generally don't do very well is they don't read directions and they don't read the questions. And so, you know, how did I come across this, man? I built the business model solely based around the fact that pilots don't read directions. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some pretty shitty Ikea furniture in some pilots houses. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, Close hey, enough. I, <laughs> my old place in Tampa was basically the whole thing was half Ikea put together. Like, eh, yeah, that's fine. I ain't doing any more. Well, that's because you and I grew up with cinder blocks and two by fours for a stereo stand. man. That's true. I'll tell you what, I had a TV stand once that was uh, a roughneck um, plastic tub. Cause I didn't have enough of money or anything else. Cause I was too busy spending on beer probably. And I filled that thing up with uh, blankets. So it had some sort like some sort of, cushion or something to press on the top and i threw a tv on, i put a sheet over it threw a tv on it and i was like cheapest entertainment center i can find anywhere so right yeah. and you know what my girlfriend stayed with me too for at least yeah, that's at a, least that's a, true love there brother yeah true well ex-girlfriend oh well <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here nor there i think one of the big things that i wanted everybody to hear was kind of from the horse's mouth was Instead of, okay, now I'm in a panic. I messed up because okay. that you, you, that's what people are going to do. They're going to, some people are going to panic. Now they're going to hear right. this or they're going to, 
they're going to look and be like, oh my gosh, I've, I've thrown away all opportunity. That's not, that's not what we're saying. And so to, what do you say to those people out there? No, and, that, and that's good because that tees up some things that I wanted to talk about tonight, right? So yeah, if your app is out there and you haven't had it reviewed, don't panic, right? There's some things that you can do proactively at home, right? Certainly we want you to get it reviewed. But one of the things that I want you guys, to, that I want guys to do is proofread your own work, right? And the hard part with airline apps and with pilot credentials is when you've stared at it for as long as you have and you've jammed the data into the boxes for as many hours as you have, it just, dude, it all blends together, right? And so you don't have an objective standpoint. You're, you're in it, you're deep in. So I have a couple of suggestions for guys. And, and the easiest one to do is physically print your app. When you look it on the screen, it looks completely different than when you're holding it in your hand on a piece of paper. So when I do an app review for a client, the very first thing that I do at home is I print their document. And I burn through reams of paper every month. And I make a weekly trip to the shredder to make sure that all that stuff goes out the back end appropriately. But I want, I look at the documents the way that the airline looks at the document. And the way that the airline looks at the document is in that printed format. So like when you go to airline apps and you click on United and Delta and you look at that view and it's got the logo in the top right-hand corner, that's how United and Delta see your app. When you're looking at Southwest and American and even FedEx, those companies are seeing your document like you're seeing it. So do yourself a favor, print that sucker out and then go through the document. And I, I, have, I have a drawer full of highlighters and red pens and I just start looking, right? And does this make sense to me? Does that make sense to me? I, I had a client earlier today. This is, you gotta go for the low hanging fruit, man. You gotta get the easy stuff. Air Force Academy graduate. And I told him I was gonna talk about him tonight on the podcast. <laughs> and I said, I won't mention your name, but I'm gonna tell your story. So I'm going through his American app this tonight earlier today and it gets to the school education part <clears throat> and I know where he went to school because I saw it on the Delta app he's an Air Force Academy graduate and I recognize the address on Cadet Drive but the name of the school he has United Beauty School and <laughs> I laughed out loud when I did the review and I'm like man I can't wait to bust this guy's nuts for going to <laughs> I mean, I know the zoomies are pretty, but now we know why, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good for them. <laughs> so, I mean, in that, and he's like, oh, it was autocorrect. I'm like, yeah, okay, right, whatever. But when you print stuff out, it, it, I'm telling you, Adam, it leaps off the page. I bet you. Yeah. And so, it, and, and the other thing I'll tell guys is my mom used to tell me, she was an English teacher back in the day. And when you're reviewing your own work, read it backwards. Start at the end of the app and go to the front of the app. Your mind's used to going from the front to the back. So it's going to skip over stuff because you're used to seeing it in a certain flow. Take it out of flow. Does this make sense to me? Right? Instead of going through your work history from now back to then, start with the old jobs and work your way to where you are. Does this make sense? Is it flowing to you? Yeah. And, and if you can do that, oh, you're miles ahead. Wow. Right? And then when you roll in with we're fine-tuning stuff, Instead of me coming through and doing the heavy lifting on the edits, you've already had a chance to do it. And, and it's, you know, common sense, right? But printing that sucker out makes a huge difference for you in terms of ops check and work at home. And, hey, does it make sense? I, I, if you don't mind, I had a couple of things that I wanted to kind of touch on because I want there to be some value to this for guys. Oh, rather, Yeah, please go know. for it, Charlie. This is uh, – I, I, 
I'm just happy that we finally got a, a chance to chat, okay. get a, get our, get our schedules to marry up. So yeah, please take, go for it, dude. So you, you want to ops check it, right? But then there's some differences between, and, and I, and I always pick on United Delta, American Southwest and FedEx, cause those are our five target companies. That's where we're specialists, right? So I, I don't mean to disparage any of the other companies that are out there, but this is where our bread and butter is, is on those five. So that's where I'm intimate in terms of knowledge. There's some fundamental differences between United and Delta, which are on airline apps, <clears throat> American Southwest and FedEx, which used to all be on pilot credentials. So United and Delta, it's easy. Airline apps, fairly straightforward. The data that you put in is the exact same data that's available for United and Delta. The only difference is the addendum. So United's got a specific addendum. Delta has a specific addendum. You fill out the differences, and there's some subtle differences between the two, and that's one of the things we cover on the call. But that those two are fairly straightforward. Pilot Credentials used to host FedEx, Southwest, and American. And you used to be able to go into global and build an account in Pilot Credentials in sync to those three companies. Well, about 18 months ago, FedEx said, eh, we're tired of this power credential stuff. They splintered off and did their own thing. <clears throat> Good on them, but their data input tool is dreadful. And anybody that has filled out a FedEx app recently will shake their head vehemently yes to that. Southwest, back in August of last year, said, we don't like this sync thing we don't like what the normal platform looks like. We're going to stay with Pilot Credentials, so you can still click there and get to the Southwest app from Pilot Credentials, but they built their own platform. It's a little different, works a whole lot better than FedEx's, um, and, it, and it's relatively intuitive. Um, Americans still doing the old school traditional Pilot Credentials uh, app, and you can sync from global, but what uh, there's a lot of issues with that. I could talk for a half hour just on the Pilot Credentials global syncing part, but I just want guys to be ridiculously careful. But more importantly, I want them to know that filling out a Pilot Credentials global app and then not syncing it to anybody, FedEx, Southwest, and American aren't going to see it. So just filling out Pilot Credentials global all by itself doesn't do anything. You got to get that data from there to somewhere else. And man, you'd be surprised how many guys haven't connected those dots yet. And it's not intuitive on their website. And the guys are just face palm. They're like, I can't believe it. So some guys think they've applied to these companies. And they really haven't. Wow. So that's kind of where we can help with that too. But one of the other things I got to throw my cheaters on, man, because I took a couple notes of things and I just, I hate getting old and wearing glasses, but. Sorry, man. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Flight time is wildly different. And this is one of the things that guys always stress out about. And, you know, 80% of our clients are military dudes. So what I always tell guys when it comes to flight time is listen, the flight time section is dreadful for a military pilot. The instructions are not good in airline apps. Primary and secondary time in the Air Force doesn't translate to PIC and SIC time. The, the boxes that airline apps wants you to fill out are not the same boxes that are coming off your arm report or your Navy reports or your Marine Corps, or your Army stuff. And if you're asked 10 of your squadron mates how they filled out theirs, you get 12 different answers. <laughs> right. So it, it, what it boils down to is, does it make sense? Is it logical? Does it, when you do the math, then, then the numbers add up. When you say you flew one airplane here, can I see it in the work history there? 
And so it's, it's, it's a logical approach to it. And that's one of the things that we cover on the call. But there's some big differences. United and Delta, you can throw other time on your app if you're a military pilot. Some guys include it in their total. Some guys don't. It's kind of one of those things that's a personal preference on that. How do you feel about justifying it when you get to the interview? One of the things with United and Delta is your instructor time does not get included in your PIC time. It's annotated differently. Well, on FedEx American and Southwest, you only get a PIC box, you get an SIC box, and you get an IP box. And the instructor time gets included in your PIC time at Southwest American and FedEx. So it's wildly different. And that kind of blows guys' minds a little bit there too. So what I help, what I want guys to look at, especially if they're doing FedEx Southwest and American, when you get down to the totals, your PIC plus your SIC for those three companies should equal your total time as a pilot. And if and it should equal what your total time is at Delta or United less any other time. So American Southwest FedEx, we don't bake other time into the equation. United and Delta, you can. And there's a myriad of other bits, but fundamental thought processes, United and Delta, very similar, FedEx, Southwest, American, different thought process. Another one is the education section, right? Man, I wish United and Delta would do it the way that FedEx, Southwest, and American do. FedEx, Southwest, and American, they're only interested in your undergraduate and graduate degree programs. Delta and United, I need high school. I need your undergraduate degree, your graduate degree program if you did it. Your high-level PME, I'll, I'll talk Air Force terms because they just rattle out squadron officer school, ACSC, or Air War College. You know, your initial qualification to include going to UPT, going to the FTU, going to your aircraft commander upgrade, instructor pilot upgrade, value pilot upgrade, and then heaven forbid you change platforms <clears throat> and you got to push all those things in there. Your ATP, if you're a civilian, your, all your private instrument, commercial multi-engine, CFI, I, MEI, type ratings, it, it's robust. Mm-hmm. American Southwest United or American Southwest and FedEx rather undergraduate and graduate degree program. So one of the things with everything being different is good job security for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I want guys to tune in on that. Yeah. I think when I was going through the whole process of applications, I at times was frustrated to the point of going i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna apply here oh and and i see that yeah i see that and and you you can hear it when you have a conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. that their head's just imploding on the other end and i get it but we're we're here to help them with that yeah we're not here to judge anybody we're here to help guys right and i'm like i said at the very beginning i saw tons of guys that were self-eliminating and I know they're good dudes, and I know they'd be great to go fly a trip with, so we need to help them not self-eliminate. They, absolutely. And I think that goes that, – that's the whole – that's what we're trying to do, I think, as not only as a network, but just you know, on, the, on the lowest level, pilot to pilot. Uh, it's, uh, it's always been my goal to pay it forward, right? And, and right. the biggest thing that you can do is do not eliminate your, yourself from – whatever future that you may have forthcoming if you just apply the process that works and go for it now uh where charlie is the best place for them uh and by them i mean networkers people listening if if the the, your your clients already know where to get hold of you right 
but if I'm uh, in, in, we'll first hit the, and I love the term low hanging fruit because it's true. The low hanging fruit out there is the dude who hears this and realizes he's uh, two months from uh, getting out. He's a week from starting terminal. He, he did get his ATP, um, but everything else is a mess. And I, I met, I, let's put it this way. I met that guy recently. Um, and I've always said, and you know, everybody's got their own opinions and, and maybe some would consider me more of more knowledgeable than, uh, than the random pilot who did this. And I would tell them that is entirely not true because I'm out of, I'm out of the loop now. I'm, 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 I know what's going on on the macro, but I don't know what's going on in the micro as far as the best order of business to go. If I've got to, if I'm, if I'm sloppy and I now have to clean up my mess. Right. So where, where do they go first? And then where do you fit into the process of, of getting themselves ready to go to, to move along? Well, ideally the guy's not a week out of terminal leave. (laughs) Um, But you, you, we want to start with clients when they have what they believe is their 100% solution. Okay. But what I try and tell guys is, and, and especially in the military community, the bro network is huge. And I promise you that they are not the first pilot that's trying to navigate through the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. For sure. Somebody else has been on point with a machete. All they got to do is find the trail. Mm-hmm. Talk to your friends. Ask them what they did. Ask them to take a look at how they filled out their app. Now, their data is going to be different than yours. So you can't just copy and paste the data. But you can get you can get that macro and a little bit of micro view of, man, I didn't think about working at Chick-fil-A when I was 17 years old. Right? So... It is a, I think there's opportunity for guys out there to do a little bit of their own intel. And that's what I love about TPN, right? Because that's one of the things that you guys are really good at is building that network. And whether it's the bro network in your squadron, or whether it's the TPN network, mm-hmm. right? There, there are people out there like you and I that want to help the other guys get to that next level. So well, start asking your bros, right? Hey, what did you do? How did you do it? I'm scratching my head on this. And especially if they've had a chance to work with us. And of course, we're not the only app review company out there. Um, but if they've had a chance to have somebody professionally review their document, pick your friend's brains mm-hmm. and, and at least start there. But then schedule an appointment with us. The hard part with us, Adam, man, we're slamming busy. And that's a yeah. good problem to have, right? Sure is. But mm-hmm. we sell out every month and we got a standing, a standby list and a wait list. And, you know, we try and help as many guys as we can. I'm training some new guys to help me. Um, because we, you know, we believe in helping our clients get to the finish line, but it takes time for me to train somebody. Um, and so it's, it's coming, um, but we're a, a small shop, but we're an effective shop. You know, one of the other kind of self-help things is, as guys go through that, that and it's really the only other thing I wanted to make sure I talked about tonight was the differences between references and recommendations. And I spend a lot of time on calls talking about the difference between them. So references, and this is true, whether it's United American, Delta or Southwest, FedEx doesn't give you the opportunity to put references on your document. These are people that you can expect to be contacted during a background check. United and Delta ask for a minimum of three. They want one you know in at least 10 years. Whether you have three or 300, the references aren't going to score you the points, 
right? Now, a lot of guys believe that, okay, I'm going to use my Delta Bros and my Delta app, my United Bros and my United app for references. I don't think that's a bad thing, <clears throat> but it's not a necessity. Same in American. American, if you use your internal references, that's great. But the big deal is the recommendations, right? So in the, in the addendum for United and Delta, there's a professional recommendation section. Mm -hmm. And you click on send a request and it goes to your buddy and they can fill it out and it attaches to your app. Those are critical for United and Delta. They factor into the scoring. American, it works a little bit differently, but critical there too. So there's a recommendation tab when you're on the login page for American. And that's to be used by American pilots. So we can guide guys through that process a little bit, but you don't wait until your app is published to start mm -hmm. collecting those. Yeah, That's my bottom line on it because you can add recommendations before your app is published. And I yeah. tell guys all the time, if you wait till your app is published and then you start bugging your buddies for recommendations, you've got great friends, but they're even better procrastinators. Wow. No, nobody wants to sit down and write a letter of rec for Joe Schmo. That's yeah. a pain in the ass. I'd yeah. rather go drink a beer or do something else. Yeah. So it's going to take them a while to do it. So start early. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, and, and I know our time is running out here, but uh, one, um, and I don't know if you knew this, but that's how TPN started in 2012 was, I didn't know how to ask for letters of rec. Not that I didn't know guys to recommend me or and most of them probably would say not only no, but hell no. But uh, <laughs> in the case of letters of recommendation, I just didn't know how to ask. And right. I did, you know, like, and I go back to, it's quite easy when I was, I wanted to go at FedEx. I wanted to be at FedEx and the guys that I knew at FedEx, uh, two of them, I knew actively, if you want to call it, like I, I still kept in touch with them. The rest of them, I hadn't talked to him in years. Right. And you don't want to be the prick that comes out of the woodwork. And this is what my mindset was at the time going, hey, remember me? We flew together. I was a good dude. You were a good dude. Can you write me a letter of recommendation? Right. I had no idea how to package that correctly. So that's how TPN came into existence. I said, man, there's, I bet you everybody else that I know is going through that same process who's trying to go to the airlines. Or if they don't experience it now, they will in the future. Well, we should all be, we should talk about this as a group. How do we do this? And then maybe just maybe people that I know that will join the group, I can say, well, how did you do it? Or better yet, well, how did you do it? We start talking, oh, you fly for FedEx. Would you mind writing me a letter of recommendation because we flew together? Right. It, it, it turned into what it is now. Uh, the second thing that I will say um, about letters of recommendation is, uh, it never hurts to give them an outline oh, of, your back, of your background because uh, I have, when I asked for letters of recommendation, I presented every single person that I, uh, that I asked, I asked them. And then when they said uh, I'd be happy to, the second email was here's an outline of my history and our relationship together. Right. Right. And I said, this is just to make it easier for you change what you need to. And some people took it and chucked it and said, I'm going to write something my right. own. I know my company better than you do. Right. And I said, that's very true. And, uh, but the other, the thing was, is I wanted to show them if, if nothing else that I meant, I wasn't just asking them to check a box for me. I, I actually meant that you, if you said yes, uh, to, 
recommending me. You were somebody I really enjoyed working with. That's why I asked you in the first place. And I wanted to show you that I cared enough about working together that I was going to put forth a little bit of effort. So for most of the folks that I, um, there was some people who beat me to that punch. After I asked, the next thing I knew, I had a recommendation already written. And I said, well, I was flattered. But that's not normally, like you said, you're, they're better procrastinators. Uh, I've been guilty of that many times. And, um, and it's not out of anything else than I hate to tell you, uh, for all of you out there who are trying to get the, the next job or the last job, the guys that you're asking and the girls that you're asking already have that last job and they have lives to lead. And they, they, it's not that they forgot, but that impact of when they first get the emails, like, oh, awesome, I want to help them out. If they don't do it right then and there, it gets pushed down that priority totem pole pretty rapidly. And it's not because they don't care about you. It's because that you're not their priority. And that's not because they don't care. But if they have kids, if they have, if they've got a brutal schedule, whatever the case is, it's it's just life, man. It's just life. So keep that in mind. Cause I know some people get a little bit, they get a little bummed and it's like, you know how you can help that process along is write, give them an outline, tell them, tell them, about your relationship. Hey, remember this, that, the other thing you send that to them, they'll go, ah, yep, you're right. It's, it's my turn to reciprocate. So just, I wanted to add on to that piece. I think that's uh, very value added. And a lot of people are going to really like to hear that. And you know, the other piece that, that I think we've talked about the positives, there's the negative of that too. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean by that. One of the things that used to drive me nuts when I was in the office and I would read all the letters of recommendation I wrote on this guy's jump seat. I think he'd be a great fit for our company. And I hated the jump seat LORs. Mm-hmm. That guy didn't know you, mm-hmm. right? He sat on his jump seat for two hours. You schmoozed him so you could get a ride home. And when some of them were my buddies that wrote the letters, I'd call my buddy. Hey, Adam, I see you wrote a letter of recommendation for this, this kid that wrote your jump seat. Did you know he's got three DUIs and an arrest for spousal abuse? And you're like, uh, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, just keep that in the back of your brain. Right. So like when I do it, man, I, I've written maybe three in my life mm-hmm. because every time I write a letter of recommendation, that's an extension of me. I'm putting my reputation on mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the way I approach it. Right. So I, I, I take them as a, uh, a, a serious endorsement rather than a collector's item. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think military, uh, for our military folks listening, it's, it is definitely a little different because the net, the network that you are in today with your squadron or whatever might be group that you're really tight with. And there's, and then three years later, you're in a different squadron and you get really tight with them. So yeah, you may have a different group that you'll write letters of recommendation for. They might be a lot larger because you it's different. We've also lived together. When you deploy, you could be in the same room with somebody for 120 days. You get to know who that person is pretty well after about four days of that. Um, So it it is a little different. So uh, I'm I'm not saying that um, you need to write letters for every single person that comes asking, but I didn't want you to hear what Charlie said and think, Oh my gosh, I'm once you're in that position and you have that capability that you should, I, I knew this person extremely well that we were really good friends, um, but we have not spoken in three years. Um, and they came asking for a letter of recommendation. You immediately cast them off to the side. Yeah. Think, think, 
this is a, and it is definitely a personal thing. I, I have, I have turned down, uh, I've turned down a, f- a couple of people and it was the hardest thing ever. To, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, that is the hardest thing, uh, in my professional career that I've had to do as far as, um, telling somebody I'm sorry, but I, I can't recommend you. And I've actually used the excuse a few times, like, and it, w- w- I wouldn't say it was an excuse, but there was, I've already put somebody else in the system and, you know, and, and I, I just, I didn't say, you know what, I, I just, I can't recommend you or not. I don't know you well enough, or, um, I don't think you're a good fit. And, uh, you know, someday it's going to come up again and I'm going to have to think about, I'm going to have to try to be honest and really work towards that for whatever it's worth. I wanted to add that piece. Cause I know that, that this is it's why TPN all started. So that's why, I mean, it, I, that's my bread and butter. It should be my bread and butter. Now it's all a host of other stuff out there. Uh, and I had no idea. I love that it came back to that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how that all all came back to it. So we're we're uh, we have way gone over Charlie's time. He, we, I've stolen a lot of his evening from him. Um, yes, we're recording at night. A podcast? No, no. You should never tell him when you're recording. Well, guess what? Uh, we're not we're not professional podcasters. We're professional pilots. We're also professional communicators. At least we should be. And that's the next piece of this. Charlie, how should they reach out to communicate with you? What's the easiest way to get a hold of you? Uh, even with being on standby uh, and having that list of uh, a mile long, trying to get in with check and set, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you and your team? E- email, email, email. Right. So, Charlie at checkedandset.net. You can click on contact us from the website and fill out the form. They all go to me. Um, and and I, and I I try to return all my email messages. What I love about email is you know I work weird hours. I do all international flying. Mm-hmm. I don't have good phone connectivity when I'm overseas, depending on where I am. But I always can answer emails. And so I'm man, I'm married to my email. But uh, yeah, reach out. We're in and you know if I can give you a vector or give you some guidance, if we can help you, we're glad to help you. If I can't help you, I get it. Um, we're not the right fit for everybody, and I totally understand that. But the objective is clear for us. We want to get guys to the finish line. And the only, t- the only people standing in the way most of the time are, is the applicant. Yeah. And if we can help guys realize, Hey, you're not just a pilot. You, you bring a lot more to the table and there's a lot of things that you have to value. And, and, you know, I'll kind of close out too on our end. I get people to say, well, I don't know if I should apply to this airline. I don't, I don't think that I'm qualified enough to meet this company's requirements. If you meet the minimum requirements, you meet the minimum requirements. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, accurate. Yeah. I, I, I use that saying quite often with some of my own friends. If you meet the minimums, you meet the minimums. There wouldn't be, we've used it for other things like the Air Force PT test. There wouldn't be minimums if they weren't meant to be met. But we also use it for, hey, you hit the minimum hours and your app looks tight, publish it. Hours are going to change. Guess what? They're only going to go up. You're not going to start subtracting hours. That's just not going to happen. So well, your, your time's going to go up. And at the yeah. same time, the competition, the hours are likely are to come, going to come down. Yeah. What we don't know is where the two lines are going to intersect. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the iron cross is, or the, the golden cross or whatever they call it in investing. Again, I don't do that because I have no idea what I'm talking about. So that's why I got into the airline thing and got into this podcasting deal and was able to talk to Charlie Venema tonight from Checked and Set. Uh, you can reach him again, Charlie, the email again. Charlie at checkedandset.net. Charlie at checkedandset.net. You can also check them out at checkedandset.net. 
That's right. Uh, go to the Google machine and type that in the bar or type it in Google. Uh, if you have questions too, and you probably post something in the pilot network, you never know. Charlie might just reach out and find you that way. I can find you that way too. So can Matt, but we prefer for you guys to hit us up at Hey guys at the pilot network.org. That's the easiest way. And Adam, I love replying to good, solid questions on TPN. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a stranger to TPN and posting stuff out there. I go to TPN every day. And, and if a guy's got a question, I saw you started a thread tonight. If a guy's got a question there, I'm happy to answer questions. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a resource, right? Yeah. And that's, I th- uh, that's exactly why we had Charlie and we have folks like that who are out in the network who do some sponsorship for us. If you look uh, and you think about TBNX, we had some great, great folks show up who are able to uh, share a lot with us. And that's what we got with Charlie tonight. So Charlie, again, we want to thank you for joining us and we hope to do this again soon. And hopefully we can do it maybe a little bit more, I don't know, uh, recent, uh, or wait, not recent, um, frequent, like maybe once every six months or something, not once every, I'm in anytime. I love hanging out and I love talking to you. Awesome. Yep. And, uh, and for those of you, uh, interested, um, Hopefully, and uh, ping Charlie, write him an email and say, hey, we need to see you at the next TPNX because uh, we have conflicting schedules this year. So you got to ping him and let him know that he's got to be there next year. Well, folks, uh, until next time, I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, for this raw and uh, uncut, unplugged TPN podcast. We hope that you keep the shiny side up and the greasy side down. We've had some friends that have uh, unfortunately left us recently. And to them, uh, we say tailwinds, fair skies, and uh, we'll form up soon. Fly safe until then. See you, everybody.